Famed video game designer, responsible for the Metal Gear Solid franchise, Hio Kojima, has reportedly found the Necronomicon. He has given the world 10 days to capitulate to his demands before he raises an army of the undead. In other fake news, this is Nuclear Grenade Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Land. With me, as always, is Alexander. Hey ho. How's it going? Hey ho. It's going well. How's your day going? It's doing doing pretty good. Um, you want to just jump right into it and tell us uh, what games you've been playing? Well, first of all, I want to say that I missed you quite a bit. Uh, these past six days have just been awful. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's been horrible. Yeah. Last Saturday after the show ended, I'm just like, man, I miss Justin so much. I've just so, been cutting myself. Yeah, I, I play a game where I put a gun in my mouth, and then like I kind of uh-huh. I kind of tap the trigger with my finger. Uh-huh. But it's a double action pistol, so like you actually have to pull it a little bit harder. Nice. But, yeah. So anyway, I've been playing that game. <laughs> uh, it's called Frostpunk. Uh, it's free. It's the game that's free on Epic Games this week. Um, it's like a city builder, and you've been playing it too, so you could probably chime yep. in on this as well. Uh, you've been actually looking forward to getting it, and this is the first time I've heard of it, but uh, it's like a simulation strategy game where it's the last city on Earth, and you start with like a core, which is like uh, the center of the city, and you have to kind of build around that. And uh, I played probably about five hours of it, so I kind of got a little taste of what it's about, and it's really a fine balance of kind of managing your citizens and your structures to keep everything uh, going well. Uh, mm-hmm. Because like, if you mess around too much, uh, your civilization, your city that you're building, will die. Your people will die yeah. and everything will go to shit. So you need the- It's pretty easy to die. Yeah, you need the right amount of hunters, you need the right amount of uh, people collecting coal, people collecting wood. Um, so it's a really fine balance. It's one of those games where like you can play it for like the first time you play it you play it for 10 minutes and it's like well i've learned enough where i should probably restart and then the next time you play you play for like an hour it's like okay i learned a bunch more stuff so let me restart and you kind of keep progressing and getting better with every file i guess you could continue with the first file you play but the first file you play i mean there's so much to learn and so much fine tuning that has to go on that uh it's very unlikely that your first file will turn out well, I would assume. Yeah, I, I definitely, I think I restarted a couple of times um, myself. It's definitely a balance. I'd say it's more of like a resource balance game than like, a, it's like, yeah, full full management of, of resources more than anything. And it's cool because you do have um, little quests or things that happen. So there's kind of like a storyline um going on like i think like did you get to the point where um the londoners are like uh pissed off at you no no but let me just uh, uh say really quick the objectives that you get uh really help to kind of keep you on track as well uh to mm-hmm. kind of tell you like yeah. you know which direction you should be going and what you should be doing to uh have good outcomes so yeah the first ones are basically like um tutorial Kind of quests uh, Hold, that yeah do hand. help kind of guide you. 
Yeah. It's like, hey, get these things up and going. But it's not so hand-holdy that it's like, you know, where some games will like remove control from you and they'll be like, click here and then click here and you can't do anything else but that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do that. But um, yeah, it's definitely cool. I, I really like uh, enjoy kind of the, the bleakness, the dreariness of it, kind of the hard choices and the tech tree that you have to make. Um, That's because in it, there's certain nodes in the tech tree where uh you can only choose one half for the other and it will lock you out of the other side mm -hmm. yeah it, it reminds me of russia for some reason when i'm playing it it's like this must be what <laughs> russia is like <laughs> yeah, this is siberia for sure yeah yeah um so again we're talking about Frostpunk. it's a game made by 11-bit studios uh published by 11-bit studios very positive reviews on steam out of 55,000 reviews. Uh, it originally came out April 24th, 2018. Uh, it's won a bunch of awards. It's uh, it's a fun game, you know? Uh, out of all the games that I've played, all the free Epic games, this is probably one of the best ones. Uh, so if, you're, if you've got Epic uh, and you're not principally against it for whatever reason, um, and you like simulation games, uh, simulation strategy, uh, this is probably a good one for you to pick up, I would say. I, I'd give it like an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely in that category. I know they came out with like a, a new expansion where you're actually like in the springtime. So I, don't, I, I imagine you're managing, you know, other uh, problems. But uh, it's definitely interesting. I guess it's like a prequel. Yeah, it, that'd be kind of oh. nice to change it up from it being so bleak and white and snowy and mm -hmm. russia like and have it be a little bit yeah. more like uh i don't know like washington or something in the spring yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely fun uh i'm probably gonna try to play through a couple of the scenarios um yeah i really like too how building the heat around the core you slowly upgrade the core to expand out its warmth and building like little heaters along the roads um really gives like an interesting um thing to manage uh that you don't see in too many games um even games with like temperature like subnautica or don't starve um yeah i there's i like it's all, a different way of handling there's it. a lot of little things that you can micromanage and that makes mm -hmm. it a lot of fun and it it also kind of separates uh the uh less skilled players from the more skilled players and um so like you know the next time you start a file you'll have you'll every time you start a new file it's like you're a much better player at the game so it, it's got a lot of uh replay value as well so mm -hmm. yeah they, they've done a really good job with that game uh very clever and a lot of fun it's just kind of weird because like one of the things that i'm not sure how i feel about it is that you're kind of stuck in that little crater area which is kind of weird you know, mm. but you know, you send the beacon out and you can go send uh, scouts to collect other survivors, but that's not really, you know, it's not really opening up the world at all or anything like that. So. Yeah, I know. It's, it's cool though, like the little storylines you get, the little journal pieces um, you get from doing those uh, helps build the picture of what's going on too. Mm. Yeah, you know, there's a bunch of warnings. Like when you go to play the game, it's like, oh, mature content. I didn't really uh, run across anything too vulgar or anything other than child labor, which is uh, 
pretty yeah. bad, but you know, it's not like eh, gory or whatever, you know. But maybe yeah. I just didn't play enough to get to the the super mature crazy shit. I don't know. They should be able to like like have like whipping. You can whip the children. <laughs> whip children to go faster. Yeah. Work harder <laughs> if you want to eat tonight. Work harder. <laughs> oh god. Awful. Yeah. Plus you whip them till they're down and then you got some fresh meat for the stew. Oh man. <laughs> Mm, cannibalism that's my favorite mm -mm. apparently it just tastes like normal meat like a steak i'm sure yeah look, I'm sure. i looked it up once but you don't want to eat you don't want to eat the brain because there's uh what's it called it's like prions, prions. yes mm -hmm. I, I forgot what it does to you but it's not good it's it's, it's mad cow okay yeah so if you have to eat another yeah. human just don't eat the brain you don't want to eat quite a few of the organs either, actually. Um, I would go for the meat, you know, like the, uh, like the muscle fiber. Yeah, like the muscle. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, you've been playing anything else? <laughs> uh, no, I've uh, been studying programming a lot uh, this week. I've gotten into React, which is uh, kind of a component style uh, HTML. Uh, you know, so if you, it's like uh, creating a template, but uh, we won't get too much into the programming. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, programming's kind of boring <laughs> unless you're the one doing it. So we'll we'll skip yeah. over that. I can never get into it because it was boring when I tried to do it. Yeah, and it's frustrating because it doesn't seem like anyone's that good at teaching it. Yeah. And the way my brain works, like even when I was in like high school, middle school, and even uh college like the only school that i did well in was the schools in the military like the, for some reason yeah. the way that they taught stuff in the military i was like oh okay well all this makes sense well they like force you to be there and yell at you if uh, you don't pay attention i remember you and i were studying for uh, uh an advancement out, out in the barracks and we were making jokes because we were learning about ionospheric scattering and we were, we were <laughs> yeah. talking about how much smarter we were than everybody else <laughs> <laughs> it's like who else's job ionospheric scattering yeah <laughs> it's like what are what what's one of the things that can interrupt a hf signal from bouncing uh ever off the yeah i off the ionosphere um so yeah i've just been playing frost punk been playing a little bit of that nba 2k21 really yeah yeah how do you feel about it? I like sports games. Yeah, you know I don't like the uh, <clears throat> upgrade system still, but it is fun to um, play basketball game and I don't know those games <clears throat> are kind of like sports RPGs because I usually just play like the single single player my career. Mm. Um, but the, I mean the gameplay is good. Uh, made a little point guard. I'm out there. Dishing up the dimes, you know, landing them, dropping them threes. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is brutal, like, the VC uh, thing. Like, you earn a decent amount of VC playing the game or whatever, but the cost of it and then, like, how much it takes to, like, level up your character's attributes is just, it's wild <laughs> how predatory that is. Yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about last time we were talking about that game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Like I kind of refuse 
refuse to play predatory games. Uh, Brooke is still mm. playing Genshin Impact. It's like, man, there's you'd have to pay me to play that game. Um, I'm principally against it because it's just dark programming, you know, and yeah. the goal is to take advantage of people uh, and make as much money as possible. I, I'm much more... Sure. Uh, I like some gotcha games, though. I, I'll admit it. But I also won't. Well, I mean, I have Fallen Prey where I spent too much money. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I wish I was dead. What kind of grown human being would do this kind of thing <laughs> on digital shit? Um, but like, I normally I'm not. Um, I don't fall prey to it, you know. Well, I would feel like if I spent money, I would feel like I'd probably just quit after that because you know it kind of takes the chance, yeah. the challenge <laughs> out of actually earning stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what it does is it boosts you into a higher bracket of player, typically that you're competing against, who just, to where they've already they'll buy more than you, and then it's like this like arms race. So you'll never actually be because like in some gotcha games, there are literally like sultans or something that will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a gotcha game. Like wrap your mind around that. Well, maybe that so, should be my first project as a programmer. Uh, yeah so you'll never get up there like you'll never be um you know there's no point in trying to raise yourself just if you enjoy the game enjoy it at your level and grinding and building that way um just make the galaxy of heroes was like that uh, oh i remember you talking about that yeah i do like it but again i never <clears throat> i probably only spent like 50 bucks over two three years that i played it you know and even then, I was like, ugh. <laughs> I just felt embarrassed. Well, the first time we, like the, the first time you talked about yeah. that, I had a hard time finding footage on YouTube to use uh, in the in the podcast and the video version. Oh no, 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 I'm talking about a gotcha game, Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah, Galaxy of Heroes is different than Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, okay, my bad, yeah. my bad. Yeah, Galaxy of Heroes is a gotcha game. Galaxy is what you you play the right footage. It was an old old MMO from like 2003. 2002 mm. but yeah so i, I fall prey uh, the, uh, the only kind of like those type of monetization styles i don't mind are like 10 it's a free game uh maybe it has ads or whatever but it's like 10 bucks and or five to ten bucks and it's like you get no ads you get all these extra things and you know and then that's the way it is i'm kind of fine with that what i don't like is uh i the best example i can think of is genshin impact where you play about 20 hours, 30 hours, and then you hit a wall well, there, where there's yeah. actually more content there, but the game is like, oh, you know, we're not going to let you progress unless you give us 20 more bucks. It's like, mm -hmm. really? You know? It's like, I made it to this point in the game without, you know, doing it, you know, spending money or anything, so it's just like a wall, a paywall, and to me that's gross. Yeah. It's like... I we're we're a grind wall a lot of times. A lot of times you can get that stuff. But the but grind, a, grind a lot in Genshin Impact, the grind is just so slow. Like it's not, mm -hmm. it's not practical, you know. Yeah. Again, I played for a couple hours and I was like, "This is boring." <laughs> yeah, I, you know, uh, it's not definitely not my type of game either. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I looked it up and like I got like the free, the first free characters or something, free first free pack or something. And uh, I looked it up, and it was, like, the worst characters you could get. I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently a lot of people keep replaying the beginning part 
until yeah. they get to go to yeah. roll. And it's like, you, well, I saw that and I was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And you have to like, I think it's five hours into the game where you finally get to do that. So you got to keep playing the first five hours of the game over and over and over again. until you get a good roll on uh, yeah. your initial character pack. Mm. Blah. Garbage. Yeah. It's, it sucks. It absolutely blows. Mm -hmm. um, so that I've been playing Legends of Eidolon some more. Um, <laughs> Legends of Eidolon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the news. News time. I should create like a overlay type of thing. The do 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 it is news time. The news. Nuclear grenade news alert. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Couple guys reading other people's news. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, apparently, uh, Knockout City had up to 5 million players because uh, they were giving it away for the first 10 days or so. Knockout City? Who um, made that? Bill Cosby? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that dodge <laughs> the dodgeball game. We talked about it uh, last week, the week before. Oh yeah, it looks like Splatoon, right? That one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so now they've made it permanently free up to rank twenty-five. Um, it's also, I believe, included with the uh, Xbox Game Pass. Um, so it's cool. That's doing on well. We predicted it wouldn't do that well, so. I will be surprised if it keeps going. Um, it does seem like people are enjoying it a fair amount, but yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see it uh, do that well, even though it was free. Yeah, that seems like one of those games that would be fun, like back in middle school or even high school, where you'd have friends over, and like you'd have like a pizza and like energy drinks and stuff, and your one friend like managed to get some weed you know and then you just like stay up all night <laughs> like and play a game like that on a split screen that seems like one of those games oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. i should hop on and try it uh i don't know why i haven't this one here uh so uh, apparently a photographer alleges capcom stole their work for resident evil 4 uh, in a new lawsuit Wait, 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 what? Say that again. <clears throat> a photographer alleges Capcom stole their work, Resident Evil 4, and more, in new lawsuit. Like, what kind of photography? Well, it's accusing Capcom of using images from her book Surfaces in several high-profile Capcom games without licensing them from her. According to the lawsuit, she travels the world for, uh, photographing various designs. Um, she compiled her photographs into a book and CD-ROM called Surfaces, uh, 1996. <clears throat> um, and sometimes interested parties will contact her to license her work, but Capcom never did. Um, she came. Uh, she claims that licenses to image her book, uh, or without license to image her book, they used. Uh, hundred different uh, instances. One prominent example is a picture of shattered glass uh, she took in Italy, which seemed to be used for the uh, Resident Evil 4 logo. Yeah, that looks... Looking at the images, it does look identical, yeah. Um, second example, there's a photograph of a mansion in Newport, Rhode Island with a, a similar design, um, and it, the design is basically identical. 
Wow. Um, to what's in the game. Yeah, and so it says the lawyers are asking for up to $12 million in damages for copyright infringement, as well as $2,500 to $25,000 for each used photograph for false copy, copyright management and removal of copyright management. Uh, so IGN has contacted Capcom, but was simply told, we are aware of the lawsuit and have no further comment. I guess my question would be is like how much money was she making off of those images before? Because really that would be the actual value of those images. I bet you the actual value is close to nothing. You know? I'm sure it'll be worth something. Well, yeah, it'll be worth something. Way more than it's actually worth. You know, just because of the principle of it. Well, if she had it published in a book back in the 90s, I mean, that was before self-publishing. Oh, is it an actual book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a comp- right. a, a book uh, compilation. Oh. Wow, Capcom oh. is in a little bit of trouble then. Yeah, I mean, how much money they make from Resi 4, and up to 12 million, they'll probably negotiate down to what, a couple million? Big deal. That would. I think that's that's fair anyway. That would be crazy if Capcom went out of business. Like, they do seem like they're too big to fail, but, like, I I think developers like that are actually on more of a precarious ledge than people would think. I don't think Capcom's doing super well. Uh, What what games do they have that are... They have, those like, those uh, fighting games. Yeah, but how well are fighting games doing right now? I don't know. I mean, they're not the biggest genre, for sure. No, I haven't... uh, Blaze. I guess Resident Evil was their big hit, and so they've just had... A really good seven and eight both sold really well so i guess it's resi out of all the gamers that i know personally only one likes fighting games like the uh, fighting games that capcom yeah. makes and that's blaze he's the only one who likes those games yeah. that i know of so yeah it's a it's a weird type but uh, yeah i can never get in i used to like it back in the day me too like mortal uh, Kombat. mortal Kombat. yeah i was a mortal Kombat guy that was an edgy boy extreme i was a sub-zero guy sub-zero reptile and scorpion but sub-zero number one yeah i was a reptile guy i love reptile. reptile you remember in the original mortal <laughs> kombat movie when uh at the very end of the movie reptile comes out and you can actually oh, hear yeah. the announcer go reptile. Reptile. i was like oh that's fucking sick yeah that's so sick <laughs> that movie was awesome too yeah, it, it still holds up. My wife and I watched it. And for people who are watching this podcast, if you knew my wife, Brooke, you would not think that she would like a movie like Mortal Kombat. She's she's very girly girl. Uh, but she enjoyed Mortal Kombat. She actually really liked it, uh, the original. And then we saw the new one that just came out, and uh, neither of us liked it as much as we were hoping. Yeah, I've heard mixed. I'm bad that haven't bothered watching it myself yeah uh kano really pulled that movie through uh that's right yeah he's he's actually really funny he's got the most personality Uh, a lot of the other characters in that movie are kind of like cardboard cutouts just really bland Uh, um just really bland they did a good job with scorpion and sub-zero but kano is the the highlight of the whole movie i'd say yeah that's that's interesting. It's like how do you? I don't even understand how you can make a movie with bad actors. Like if it's a real, real movie, because how like there's so many actors like just starving for work that probably have talent. 
You know, yeah, maybe the and it's like we want the most bland, stupid people. Maybe the pressure is so high that they try so hard to not fuck up <laughs> that they lose their authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I think people can really, maybe. I think people can really, like, sense inauthenticity. And I, I think there's a, a high demand for authentic entertainment nowadays. Yeah, it could be a direction thing too. I mean, it's the director that's like accepting those takes yeah and i know like with star wars like when you think about the prequels you had all these amazing actors and actresses um and like every one of them have gone on to do like movies or have done movies before the star wars movies that were just where they were really really good um and yet like george lucas was like directed them to be emotionless and shitty and like (laughs) you know so I guess like that's. I guess it all comes down to the director, opinion. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, But again, like I think. But I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, and I I think acting is probably harder than you would think it would be, as well. Yeah. Yeah, especially with like best supporting actor in To See the Stars back in high school, buddy. I think I know a thing or two. Wow. About drama. God, you're one of those queers. <laughs> hey, we got laid. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What, you're a queer? It's like, I have a lot of sex with women. Yeah, right, queer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go to the after party with, you know, the 18 women in this play, and the I'm one of five guys. Yeah. Later, but... Yeah. That's <laughs> the thing with, like, uh, theater and the band geeks. <clears throat> Like, I remember back in, like, high school, I did not like the band geeks. They were all kind of, like, goody two-shoes, you know? And they were the type of people... They were bang. Yeah, well, they actually had girls a part of their group. Like, my group, it was just guys. And we would go get fucking smashed. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, and and then bang each other. Yeah, there was no (laughs) girls around at all. Yeah, No girls allowed, son. Yeah. We'd be in Oz's basement just fucking smoking, just bong hit after bong hit, playing video games. It's like, dude, you get those mushrooms, man? You get the LSD this weekend? You know, and then we would watch like some crazy movies or something, and girls didn't like us at all. (laughs) Back to the news. (laughs) Uh, Balan Wonderland creator unexpectedly leaves Square Enix. Was that unexpected? Were we not expecting this? Who leave Square Enix? Uh, Yuji? Huh? Who left Square Enix? Yuji Naka. I don't know. Who uh, that the is. guy who left. Uh, so, Balan Wonderland was this um, platformer, 3D platformer game <clears throat> done in like the Mario style re- release uh, on PC and other consoles, I believe, as well. And it was a Square Enix um, platformer, which they don't do. Um, and it did not do well. So it says here, um, <clears throat> IGN has independently verified that Naka left the company um, at the end of April. Uh, upon joining Torinix, Naka had opened his own internal studio, Balan Company, to make Balan Wonderland. <clears throat> he had already told IGN way back in the day in an interview um, that this game was his one chance to make a platformer for the publisher. Uh, when the game arrived, it was critically panned and has uh, seemingly struggled commercially. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think the game bombed. 
It was a shitty fucking boring game. It looked horrible, uh, lifeless, and weird. Um, and so he got the old boot. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it just looked really, really bad. Um, this, yeah, Yuji Naka, in the Japanese tradition, has wandered into the woods to commit tapiku, or Harry Carey. Yeah. Oh, shit. Harry Carey! Harry Carey! For honor, I have dishonored my family. Yeah. This horrible game. It's always about honor with those people. Yeah, dude. Well, if he didn't, like, he'd be walking down the street and a little kid would be like, Hey, did you make a uh, battle in Wonderland? Yes, I did. And this kid would just throw, like, a boba tea in his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got the boot for both Square Enix. Yeah, you know, as soon as Squaresoft sold into Square Enix, like, I really liked Squaresoft. I liked uh, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, uh, some of the other obviously some of the other Squaresoft games, but then when they sold to Square Enix, like I can't really think of a game that I really liked that they did. Like I'll probably get some hate for saying this, but I could not stand Kingdom Hearts. I thought Kingdom Hearts was garbage. Very generic, like bland. Like the first one might've been cool, like, but I didn't really play it back then. But I saw other people playing it. And then my wife was playing the newest one and I'm like, this looks terrible, you know, but. Huh. Maybe it's just I not cannot my disagree style. more. Yeah, I, I'm not saying they're like the greatest games of all time, but <clears throat> the control was really cool. Like they kind of created almost that style of action, and um, that smoothness of the action uh, RPG. And that was really good. And then also it was like the first time to see kind of like a mix of cartoon and video game characters. Like I thought it, it drips with the uh, style. The storylines were very i mean there were square nonsense storylines and the voice acting was always that was hollow and generic i felt like but um i didn't like everything else ooze style i didn't like the level design i didn't like sure i didn't like that's fair the graphics i thought you know it's just i, I, oh, I like did you i just found it very uh and it just made me feel kind of gross just looking at it <laughs> what? I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I can't be in the same room while Baruch is playing it. And so, uh, we got 80 Days Studio uh, surprise release, a murder mystery where you play the murderer. And 80 Days was like a really cool game. Uh, I had it like on the iPad back in the day. I believe it's on Steam as well. It's kind of like this choose your own adventure where you're trying to make it around the world. It's that classic story of the 80 days around the world in like a hot air balloon. Um, and, you know, there's multiple, multiple different ways to play through it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really awesome. It's well animated. Uh, and it's, it's the, it's very uh, cozy and fun and uh, interesting. So it's cool to see that they've, um, you know, surprise release this new game, Overboard. Uh, a new narrative murder mystery game in which you play the murderer trying to get away with the crime. It takes place in 1935. You're an actress um, who pushes her husband overboard on a boat. And so essentially, you got to, you know, try to get away with it, trick people um, on the boat. It seems like it'll be pretty cool. 
so art style is always is just really really cool. So it's like uh, you just uh, kind of pick the different dialogue options, and the story mm -hmm. progresses uh, based on what you choose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like it'd be uh, kind of fun. You know, it's definitely not a sixty dollar game. It's a it's a thirteen dollar game on Steam. It's only got fifty nine yeah. reviews, uh, but it's very positive. Looks like a chill yeah. game. Yeah, well, um, yeah, fifteen percent off on iOS. It's only five ninety nine, so I'll probably get it on my iPad to PC. I hate that they do that too. Like, why is it more expensive for the Steam version? It's because people won't pay more than five six bucks on their uh, phone. Yeah, well, that's true. And there's kind of an illusion of quality as well. Like when you price something a little bit higher. So maybe they're playing that game where it's like, hey, you know, it's a it's a thirteen dollar game, so you can expect more content than if you were to buy a five dollar game. Yeah, marketing, evil advertising. I can feel my pockets getting deeper. Scrooge McDuck over here. I always loved that scene when I was little, when Scrooge McDuck goes into his vault and he like dives into it, it's just like all this money and stuff. Oh, I love that scene. The last story is um, Minecraft speedrunner, or he's a Minecraft player, and he's, he doesn't really normally do uh, speedruns, but this is a very popular uh, Minecraft player on the old Twitch and YouTubes. Uh, Ghost is his name. Or no, Dream is his name. Why do I keep thinking Ghost? Dream? <clears throat> Dream, yeah. Okay. And so he said he did like a, a, a world record speedrun a uh, few months ago and people <clears throat> looked at it and were looking at the odds because you have to get ender pearls and these uh, other things that have fairly rare drop rates and um, so they looked at it and they did the math and figured out that how fast he got them was essentially uh, improbable statistically improbable <clears throat> and they released this like whole document that looked exactly like a uh, scientific peer-reviewed journal uh like how it was written up and they had like the mathematics involved and the uh the odds of someone getting this lucky in a row and then the odds of that like being streamed um and we're like yeah this guy did not uh use this was not vanilla he cheated to get this and so dream hired his own mathematician to get back at the adders oh god Flat back. So he has his own mathematician. Oh, it's actually the odds are this low, and they're much lower than you said. But then they pointed out errors in that mathematician's work, and dreams denying it the whole time. And uh, uh, and then at at some point uh, a couple days ago, in a statement to Pacebin, he says, um, "I ended up finding out that I had actually been using." disallowed modification during six of my live streams on Twitch. Wow. Whoopsie doodle. You know, I mean, I am, instead of just going in and checking my mod folder, I'm not hire a mathematician to defend me mm. and prove that I'm not cheating. Instead of just looking in my mods folder and saying like, oh, maybe, maybe I left some mods in here. If this is your defense, your defense is Whoops-a-doodle, I totally forgot. I just didn't notice. He knew he had mods. Uh, I bet you he knew. Exactly. Well, you don't hire a mathematician before you check 
and see if you're cheating if you don't know and then go on the like offensive like that uh, if you don't know for a fact you're cheating trying to pass off a fake record as a real record yeah the thing with like twitch and youtube and stuff like that like if you're going to be streaming or creating content or anything like that um that's one way to get people to hate you really fast you'll lie to them and then you try to defend yourself by making things up uh yeah people don't respond well to that so uh i don't know if there's a whole lot of dream fans uh it sounds like there might be but i think you'd have to really scratch the bottom of the barrel to defend them on that um that's really gross uh to you do a speed run and then find out hey he was using mods and then he tried to defend it by hiring a mathematician to kind of like uh uh fake what was going on i'm sure he's like hey can you defend me mathematician i was using mods but can you convince all these stupid people all my stupid fans that uh i wasn't using mods yeah that's gross well he, he's a Minecraft player, and just, like, by definition, his fan base is incredibly young. Five year, five year uh, I don't even think this is... Imp yeah, and, you know, like, five to, you know, 12, 13-year-olds. So I don't even think this will have any impact um, on his view. And again, this guy's not just a little pot. He's got millions and millions of followers. Like, oh, wow. These, uh, the people that the people that release content for children are, you know, they, they get huge, huge numbers because... I see it with my nieces and nephews. All of the kids are on fucking YouTube and Twitch. And all of them. Uh, I want YouTube, I want YouTube. And they'll just fucking sit there on the parent's phone or on their iPad and watch YouTube. I do the same thing as an adult. I am not hating. But um, I have a, a fully formed like frontal lobe. Um, and so, so it, it's especially funny to like trick like children of this age, but um, here's his response in our challenge video. And so he got fifth. He placed fifth fastest any percent uh, random seed glitchless run for uh, Minecraft um, with mods. But he said with the mods, but that's what he submitted where they found out he was cheating. But in our challenge videos before 1.16, we always increase the Enderman spawn rates and pearl drop rates out of convenience. And we've mentioned that openly before. It makes the videos better because we don't spend hours looking for pearls or spend so much time farming blaze rods. When 1.16 came out, it was more complicated to increase piglin trades than it is to do Enderman pearl drops. A server-side plugin was made for our videos that slightly increases the rates. Around this time is when the first version of the recording mod was being made, although it was more of a chat mod at this point. This mod is the root of the situation. So, uh, okay, it wasn't just a straight up mod, but uh, I was using like a, a plugin um, and modding his stats. And so, yeah, he submitted the fifth fastest time to this uh, website that does uh, speedrun.com, does all the speedruns. Um, and the moderators rejected. And yeah, it was a 29 page report uh, that they released saying why they're rejecting it. And the odds they calculated were one in one seventy-seven billion. Wow. Uh, if nothing, yeah. And so they stated in that report, it's like if nothing else, the drop rates from Dream Streams are so exceptional that they ought to be analyzed for the sake of it, regardless of whether or not anyone, anyone individual believes they happened legitimately. Um, That's shady. So I, you know, 
it's so shady. And again, this guy, he's not going to have, there's, he's probably not going to lose like one viewer. Like he's not going to lose anything noticeable because his fan base is so young. Um, but it also begs the question, if you're already that successful as a channel, I mean, why even do this? And like the first time when it comes out, when you get rejected from speedrun.com, instead of like throwing a fit and like trying to defend yourself, you should have been like, oh, looked into it. You should have looked into yourself. And then like, oh shit, we are. If it was a legitimate accident, look into yourself first and then find out if you had the mod that you forgot about or something installed. And then, you know, you would have been, uh, saved yourself all this embarrassment and gross shadiness. Anyways, human NPCs, you say? Yeah, man. All right, so how would you define a human NPC? <clears throat> um, someone who hasn't reached their conclusions based off their own thought. Um, they like the script has been written for them, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Everything they believe and do. It's predefined by like other people's uh, opinions or teachings. Okay, uh, that's a pretty good definition. I think it's funny. Uh, Bill Burr. He uh, he doesn't say NPCs. He calls them in the way people, and it's kind of like eighty <laughs> percent of the population like don't actually have souls. They're just like put on the planet <laughs> to be obstacles, you know, and like yeah. they don't really have like a very good self awareness. And these are the people. To walk slowly in front of you in the grocery store. Exactly, street. blocking aisles and stuff. And it's like, you'll go to the grocery store and there'll be like almost nobody there. But like in the one aisle, in the one little spot where you need to get to, there'll be someone that's parked there with their cart, just slowly taking their time. It's like, come on, you know? Mouth breathing up the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the worst places to encounter human NPCs, I would say, is on the road driving and at the grocery store and then a close third i would say is the gym i cannot stand npcs at the gym either and today i was in the sauna and uh it was just me in there and then this uh really frumpy like he was probably like four feet tall and like th like four feet wide he was like a square and he was an older guy and he, co oh, he yeah. comes in he said danny devito yeah. And he sit, he like sits right <laughs> next to me, and within seconds he's so sweaty that he every time he moves it just sounds like slime, like he just got out of the swamp. And like yeah, every dude. second he was like cracking something, and it was just yeah. the grossest thing, man. And then like that's awesome, dude. And it's like why don't you sit over on the other side of the goddamn sauna, fuck sakes. But like uh -uh. so I'm sitting in the uh, sauna. He's trying to suck and fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. He's hot. growing up to the hottie. He's growing up to the hottie in the sun. He's using his his creepy old man NPC script. He's like, <laughs> 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 doing the airing it out. You like Aww. what you see, young man? No, it turns out he was like, like see? he was like watching me and following me the whole time, just yeah. hoping I went into the sauna. But like, so I've got line of sight to the bathroom stalls from the sauna. And so I was in the sauna for about an hour. And during that time, I saw about 20 different people enter the stall and take a shit. And oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and then when people would come into the sauna, they'd open the door and uh, all that shit air would waft into the sauna. <laughs> it's like, so... do, do these people really need to exist? Like, why don't you fucking shit at home like a normal goddamn person? <laughs> so many people had to take a shit. It's like, and they all use the same stall. And it's just like... Sometimes you gotta shit. You know, I can understand why someone created the coronavirus. It didn't kill enough people, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess a lot of people are on a script. I don't know. Some people though are <clears throat> you like sometimes you have to be an NPC at like work. So it's yeah. like you might be like a chill, like a badass chick, but then like at the like as you're a bartender, you're like dealing with just like gross weirdos all day and fucking getting hit on, and then just drunk assholes and bitches who are like, I wanted this uh, cranberry vodka with a little bit of cranberry and real crabs. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it'd probably be beneficial to turn on your NPC mode if you yeah. have one. What do you want? Okay, clunk, money, clunk. Yeah. That's always at Best Buy, dude. Like, if I had to go, like, run the register at Best Buy, I would, like, just be like, I would, I would sit in silence. I wouldn't smile. Like, everyone smiles. I was like, you gotta tell me to fucking smile. Like they're always like, oh, we need to hire smilers. It's like, ah, uh, I can't control whether I'm hire smiling. Hire smilers? Wow. I, but you don't, you don't control whether you're smiling. You can't. Like, I guess, like, some people, I guess they say women get taught this, but like, I was not taught how to smile. I don't, I can't fake smile. I, if I smile, it's genuine. Um, the best I can do is like this. So pretty good. I'm just sitting there, deadpan, you know, totally just yes. The uh-huh. Over there. Aisle five. Okay. I'm an NPC. But like... Have a good... Some people you can just tell, just like by looking into their eyes, that they don't really yeah. have much of a soul to them. You know, that they... So if you look in a cow's eyes, there's like a dullness yeah, there. Yeah, it's just like you just know that there's <laughs> not much going on behind there. You know? Or I don't know. I think depression makes people... Like, makes me look like that. And I do think, and depression literally does make you dumber. Um, not permanently, but you are uh, dumber while you're depressed. And if you're not depressed, well, um, your IQ drops by quite a few points. because nothing is interesting. It's, like, why, why would your brain want to well, work? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, so, I, and I think if you look at, like, the rates of depression growing more and more, because I think society is collapsing or something. It's just not a great place right now. There's not a lot of point. Um, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of point right now. Like, um, so I think that could be like a big reason too. You know, it's easy. Like if you're depressed walking through an aisle, just in your own head, fumbling about life to like not notice that you're like inconveniencing someone. Interesting. And yeah, maybe, maybe a lot of people are on drugs that would have that happen like uh, some oh, kind yeah. of opioids or maybe some antidepressants where mm -hmm. you know they do seem like NPCs out. but they're just kind of like drugged out you know and that makes yeah. sense because I know a lot of people are on yeah. antidepressants and opi opioids and or opioids uh, I mean well you're down here in Florida yeah hell I think that's part of a fucking daily like diet that's part of a morning's breakfast over I there. was prescribed both <laughs> for my chronic pain and my sleep yeah. issues and my major depressive disorder. It's like, they don't even want to help you like fix the problem. It's just like, oh, here's some opioids. 
and some antidepressants. Mm. Go fuck yourself. And it's like, that's mm. not, that's not going to fix anything. Like you know, like I had yeah. to muster up enough energy to go to the gym and that's really been helping me out. Um, mm. But like back to the NPCs, another one that I can't stand. And I don't know if this is just a Florida thing, but like, so coming up to a stoplight, there will be an NPC in a car and they'll stop like 50 feet behind the car in front of them. So there's this huge gap and then they'll just sit there and then for about 10 seconds and then they'll slowly crawl their way up to and then like everybody behind that person like st has to slowly crawl they're like fucking up the whole flow for everybody but then those are the same people that once the light turns green they're going 80 miles per hour in a 50 mile per hour it's like so what, you're trying yeah. to be cautious by parking 50 feet back from the car in front of you and then the light turns green now you're going 80 miles per hour putting everybody's life in danger it's like that's one dumb yeah. fucking NPC. And there's a lot of them. Or people that speed up towards a stop sign. There's people that speed up towards a stop yeah. sign. Yep. They would just like keep hitting the gas up until, and then they're like, stop real fast. You're like, what the fuck do you do? Coast, baby. <laughs> you gotta let that thing sling. Dude, I'm coasting up to everything. If I see a red light, and it's like a hundred meters away. I just let off the gas. Yeah, same here. Like I'm rolling in here slow because the whole plan is, and I don't care if there's people behind me because I'm helping out their gas mileage yeah. too. Is as we're coasting up, if the light turns green, I don't have to make a stop. Exactly. That's way more like you're saving your engine right there. Yeah, but you don't want to be too far back when it turns green because then you look like an asshole. The, the trick is to like get really close by the time it turns timing. green. You got to get that timing. You got to get that timing. I, I play that game yeah. too. And everybody behind me can thank me for that because like you said, it saves everybody gas. And actually a lot of times you'll be able to roll through that green light while everybody else is stopped in the other lane. So it's like, you get to pass exactly. everybody. That, Tons of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of time. Yep. So, you know, I'm all about that. I'm all about that uh, glide. <laughs> yeah. Let those babies hum. Let those wheels sing. <laughs> have you seen those youtube videos about uh the npcs uh the oblivion npcs where it'll be like uh like a karen like making a big deal about something and they'll play the oblivion music in the background and be like hey stop that's awesome <laughs> dude there's tons of them man yeah. they're really funny <laughs> i love the ones where it's uh, like skateboarder i i'm a 34 year old man i haven't skateboarded in a decade my best friend died longboarding back of the day probably about 11 years ago that's now. where you got that tattoo right and i was never that good at skateboarding yeah yeah, tattoo, yeah. I remember. and that's why i never um yeah the turtle yeah and i never um and i was never that good to begin with but i still always love skateboarding love watching it up and i still love that young punks are out here boarding up so my favorite i, I love the youtube videos where it's like karen has to stop me from boarding not bugging it's like some kid like Nollying by the bitch, being like, fuck you, <laughs> and skating off before the cops get there. Yeah. She's like, ah! Yeah, that would be a perfect Oblivion NPC YouTube video. I think I just saw one of those today where it was a skateboarder and there's a Karen, like, chasing him around. and But, like, she couldn't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta catch me, that bitch, and you kick flips out of yeah. I just wish, like, I could kick flip out of all my problems, you know? <laughs> I was never a skateboard punk. Yeah, fuck you, mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, as if I had a mortgage. <laughs> I'm gonna have one real soon.
I'm gonna have a baby really soon. You know how scary it is to be a hardcore gamer? Dude, your baby's gonna... That is about to have a baby. It's like... Just think about it as a experience. It's like it walks. It's like, oh, I gained 100 experience yeah, today. Yeah, he reached level three. In agility. Dude, level three, he must have to throw a punch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got like... He learned bite daddy on the face. <laughs> Super effective. <laughs> and damage. And HP points. He learned diarrhea down his leg. <laughs> <laughs> Beachcraft is 10. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, probably dude. does help. You know, there were times where I kind of looked at my life as an RPG and it did help me get through a little bit. Like, I remember back in high school, it's like, okay, I'm going to look at my life like an RPG today. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to eat. I'm going to try to do the best that I can. Yeah. And it just kind of helped me get through. What's that? I can put it in a checkup. Oh, no. System of a down, dude. Well, I don't even have case up on the table. Oh, I hate System of a down so much. Oh. But yeah, You're that way, was back dude. in the high school days. All about the downs, dude. Yeah, chop suey. God. I guess... They used to call me the downs. I was really into corn back then. So I guess maybe that's not a ton better. But Yeah. I wasn't all that. Uh, I can't listen to it now. Well, some of it. I if Chop Suey came on the radio, I'd probably be like, hell yeah. The, well, the thing with System of a Down is that at the near the end of the song, they would always have that really heavy part. And that was the yeah. only reason why I liked it. I hated the lead singer. Yeah. I better stop singing so well. They might think it's the actual song copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so good, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm There's like a point in my life where I realized the music that I was listening to was crybaby bitch music. Super like, gay. Yeah, like if you listen to corn, <laughs> it's like, gay? oh, poor me. Life is so hard. Yeah. People said mean words to me 30 years ago when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and like Jonathan Davis sucks. Then I started listening to like drum and bass and shit, like that evil, evil, dark, methodical <laughs> drum and bass. Oh, is that what drum and bass is? The shit uh -huh. that I listen to is. Yeah, I just imagine like some guy like on a drum. <laughs> no, little bit not... of drum, little bit of bass, a bass, a drum, a drum, a drum, bass. <laughs> some Disneyland shit. No. No, I'm talking about like. Actually, I think that's just a birthday boy sketch. Burnt to value. Technical <laughs> itch. Yeah. And I got into Pantera. And that's the, the least crybaby music you could ever hear. Or the most. I'm dying back. I got shot. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't talk shit about Dying Back Daryl. I'm dying. Dying. Don't talk shit about you weren't such a good, You were such a good guitar player that you survived being shot, were you? <laughs> Dude, he got shot like 10 times. Like twice in the head. Yeah. yeah. But if he was a better guitar player, Dude, he would have survived. He's, he's still like one of the best guitar players I've ever lived. Right, dude. Yeah. That's why Jimi Hendrix, everyone's like, oh, he's the best. It's like, well, then why'd he drown in his own vomit then? The power of the rock gods should have saved him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we talk about Ark Genesis Part 2? You can. I know nothing about it. I don't really know a whole lot about it either. Uh, like, when Genesis, the first Genesis came out, 
Uh, I did like a really quick video when it first came out and I kind of flew around the map and I was like, oh, look at this, there's that, you know, uh, this is the biome where, where you're going to find these dinosaurs and hey, th this would be a cool place to build. So I did that with Genesis. I never actually played Genesis though, because I didn't really like what they did with it. Um, like the map was broken up into different biomes that you couldn't just travel to. You had to like teleport from one biome to the other and I was not a huge fan of how they did that it was kind of like um, changing maps in a way uh, but instead of changing a map you would just change the biome um, I don't I didn't like how they did that and then they tried to add like quests like missions there's like basketball courts and stuff it's like I don't know how I feel about basketball courts in arc and so that kind of turned me off a little bit with Genesis. But I was looking at Genesis Part 2. I was looking at the map layout. And I thought it looked kind of cool how, how they've got the map laid out there. And then when you watch the trailer for Genesis Part 2, it, there's just so much to cover. Um, and, I, you know, I, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it because uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. But one of the things that they showed in it was the overhead view where it kind of looks like a real-time strategy game, like we were talking about before the podcast, where you can select, uh, drag and drag uh, your cursor and select um, X, you know, whatever dinosaurs you want, and then tell them to go over there or, or attack that, which I think is a much better solution to the whistling commands. Uh, so I'm glad that they thought about that. I, I think that's what they were doing with that um kind of to cure and solve the whistling issues because i think a lot of players had problems with the whistling commands i didn't i actually got pretty good with that um but it streamlining it was probably the right move uh it also looks like there's uh newer new uh technologies in genesis part 2 like uh they've got like max and they've had mechs in previous ones. I'm not sure if these ones are different or not. And it also looks like uh, there's a... Mechs are cool. There's, yeah, and it also looks like there's a spacecrafts of some kind. I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but that looks interesting. Mm. Um, so... But the reviews are very mixed. Oh, really? Um, it's probably because they've gotten yeah, so I mean, far away from the source material. Like, the source material that made Ark really great. Like, they, they just keep getting further and further away from that, so. Yeah, like, for instance, when the Part 2 came out uh, two days ago, um, that day you had, like, 138 positive reviews, 135 negative. The next day, 57 negative, 46 positive. Uh, today, 23 positive, 33 negative. Um, so, I mean, here here's one that... Uh, while the, this DLC is a welcome addition to the ARC universe, and this is by MC uh, underscore zero, in that it adds new maps and dinos, the idea of having players grind out mini-games just doesn't appeal to me. These mini-games on the surface add a good amount of content. I just can't be bothered to have to travel uh, from mission area to mission area playing mini-games, which are necessary for end-game content. Oh, no. Um, there's, there's another one complaining about insect swarms. Uh, they have broken box uh, hitboxes. I mean, there's just a lot of negatives here. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think the I first mean, Genesis. It's about half and half though. I don't think the first Genesis did that all that well either. 
No, no, no. Uh, probably even slightly, slightly worse. Yeah, let's take a look here. Genesis season pass. Come on. Yeah, well, that's what I'm looking at, and um, so you can see the dips of both the modern and the old, the first release on it. Oh, that sucks. But honestly, like looking at this, it's been a while since I played Ark. Like I might have to get back into it. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's not good because when I get into Ark mode, at least 500 <laughs> hours yeah. of my life is going to be destroyed. At least 500 hours. And one of the things that I've been really wanting to do is play it vanilla and beat it from the island all the way up to where we're at now, which is Genesis Part 2. And I I would guess that that would... In PvP? I don't really like PvP art. It, Me neither. Yeah. It, it's a griefing. It's griefing arc, really. Like, I like, I like running my own servers. Because then, like, you can invite all your friends to play, and there's no tethering issues, and you can choose what mods you want, and you can adjust things so it doesn't take forever to do shit. My biggest problem with Vanilla Arc is how long it takes to tame shit. There, you know, uh, there's no way. That's the thing that will kill me playing Vanilla. You know, seven hours to tame a Therisnosaur. Just to have it get killed. You know, falling into the lava or something. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I know I know you say fuck that to Ark in general. Because you know how much of a time commitment it is. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I could see maybe trying this one out on like a custom setting server. Yeah. What's it eh, thirty bucks though. I already bought the first Genesis. Now I have to buy a season pass? Just to get to the second one? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Looks like it. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm trying to squeeze every last drip of cum out of me. Yeah, there's a lot of complaints about that too. <laughs> That's what I do love though. Every every single like video game, if you look at the reviews, somewhere in the reviews is like, this company wants money <laughs> for something they made. Surprise. How dare they? Yeah. You want money from me to play a game that took thousands upon thousands of man hours <laughs> and millions of dollars to make? You want me to pay for that? Greedy. Yeah. <laughs> greedy capitalists. Greedy pigs. Greedy capitalists. Video games should be provided by the government. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> how great a games the government would make? Oh, just look at Russia. All those great games that came out in the Soviet Union. Uh... <laughs> oh, dude, every game for the government would just be like, and now, Billy, it's time to do your taxes, because not doing your taxes means you're stealing from your neighbors and killing their baby. <laughs> you don't want to be a baby killer, do you, Johnny? <laughs> My name's Jimmy. Your name's Johnny now, or else I will throw you into prison. <laughs> I do think that the uh, school system needs a huge update. Uh, the, the school systems are made to for girls, essentially. And, like, most men are dropping out of the university. And, like, guys just... I blame video games. You blame video games? You know, like, 
Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, guys aren't doing well in school anymore. It's, yeah, because video games are fucking awesome. <laughs> Have you ever, like, had to do a book report, but you had a video game to play? And you're like, huh. One, I get into a better college and do better in life. But the other, I get to play an awesome video game. Dude. Uh, I actually, uh, the Hawaii Pacific University, I, when we were in the Navy, I was going there and, uh, I was the Mrs. Huntley. She was the best English teacher I've ever had. And she actually bragged, uh, to the class after me, how good of a writer that I was. And I know that because blaze mm -hmm. was in that class. And what's mm -hmm. funny is I failed her class. I got all, I got <laughs> all A's and then I was playing Diablo three and I totally forgot that the final was that day. And so I Jeez. just blew off the final to play Diablo 3. And I found out about it. I was like, I don't fucking care. You know, like for a game like Diablo 3, too. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Diablo 3 or could it have been Diablo 2. I don't know. I think it was Diablo 3, though. So I want to move on to the new releases. I guess. And the upcomings. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I guess. All right, we got uh, the Magnificent Truffle Pigs uh, for June 3rd. Okay. Yeah, and these graphics yeah. look fucking badass, dude. Yeah, talk about it. Uh, yeah, so it's a first-person romantic metal-detecting game. It combines laid-back detecting and exploration with a strong narrative, all set in a beautiful English countryside. It's a game about trying to find something. That's, what, that's the description. It's a game about trying to find something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it kind of looks, looks like, like Raft. A, a cheaper, shittier. Yeah, well, it kind of looks like a, a shittier version of uh, Fire, uh, Firewatch. Firewatch. Yeah, it looks interesting. Um, uh, it looks like. That's June, June 3rd. 3rd. Comes out, or it came out June 3rd, so two days ago. For four days when you watch yeah, this video. Yeah, I was going to say it. So it's out, right? It's got... Yeah, yeah. I do a couple that are out, and then I do the uh, It's got the mixed week. reviews, uh, 35 reviews. Uh, next up, we got... Oh, what was the price of that bad boy? That is going for ten seventy nine. Ten seventy nine. I knew it was weird. 11 bucks. Uh, next up, we got Pro Cycling Manager 2021. Um... There's a bunch of these. It's kind of your a la sports game. Well, sports management game. You're not even really playing it. You like manage the team. They have a Moto City uh, one that's really good. Moto GP one. It's really good. Um, and so you like manage your bicyclists on the team, the technology of the bikes, the stats, um, the sponsorships. And then you can like watch the races play out. Um, I like these type of games. This one's got mixed reviews. Maybe they haven't improved much over last year. Um, I've never played this one in particular, but these types of games I do really enjoy. Um, so that one is $39.99, and again, it came out June 3rd, so it's already out right now. Um, on June 4th, we have He Last Kid, uh, The Last Kid, it's on Earth and the Staff of Doom. Join Jack and his friends in an epic post-apocalyptic quest to save our world from the queen of the slime monsters. <laughs> Action RPG. 
So it looks like a Diablo game for five-year-olds. Yeah, it looks really basic. One review came out yesterday. Probably um, one of the devs. But that's Xbox, PS4. Um, what's the uh, price on that? Thirty-nine ninety-nine. Probably overpriced by quite a bit. Yeah. Jeez, that's actually quite the um, quite the price for that game. Yeah. What it looks yeah, like. It looks like it should be a twenty-dollar game at most. But at most, yeah, I was thinking like fifteen. Uh, da -da. Then we got the Persistence Enhanced PC, PS5, Xbox uh, Series X. Uh, looks like it actually came out on PC a little while ago. Um, so maybe I guess this is the enhanced version. So survive aboard a doomed deep space colony starship overrun with horrific and murderous aberrations. That one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Explore, evade, and fight your way through the depths to bring the ship back to Earth. Gather resources, upgrade abilities, and fabricate an arsenal of weapons in this sci-fi horror roguelike. Mostly positive reviews out of 77. Came out May 21st, 2020 by developer slash publisher Fire Sprite LTD. June 4th, we have Sniper Ghost Warrior Contract 2. Um... I've never really been into these Sniper Ghost Warriors. I know some people love them. They have really cool head explosion physics. This will be $39.99. And geez, they already have a ton of like DLC weapon packs and skin packs. Yeah, it looks like a, it actually kind of looks like a fun game uh, to kind of change up, uh, you know, uh, whatever genre you might be playing. It's Looks like you can actually stealth your way around and you get like technologies like a drone and you get a, a set up your gear loadout with grenades and, uh, you know, assault rifles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it does definitely looks kind of like if you want to, if you like have like want to live the fantasy of being like a badass, get hired to like go in and do these contract killings and shit. You know, in the Middle there's East, people, definitely. there's people like that, dude. Contractors like ex Delta yeah. Force dudes and stuff that uh, mm -hmm. um, I I watched this. Uh, I think it was on the History Channel or something, but like the Coca-Cola CEO got like um, captured in Africa or something like that. And Coca-Cola hired like one guy to get him back. So this guy like went and I don't know, like wreaked havoc in Africa to get this guy back. Just one dude, just one badass dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so, <laughs> uh, June 5th, uh, so out today or two, yet two days ago, if you're watching this, um, the the Mighty Goose. It's 1999, and it looks like it's a side-scroller, uh, fast-paced gun and shooter starring a bounty hunter goose use epic weapons and devastating war machines to battle against screen filling bosses and hordes of enemies <laughs> um it's like a it's got like a cute charming uh art style what are you saying uh, super nintendo vibes kind of like um yeah like oh, a mega yeah. man slash earthworm gym slash contra style contra yeah, it's got a lot of contra it looks like kind of like contra gameplay but yeah this classic um 32 bit 16 bit uh era graphics definitely looks charming um people love their gooses in their games nowadays fuck yeah dude. i think people like the neck the goose neck i think it's phallic 
I think people like phallic things. Yeah. Mmm, get it in my mouth. That goose neck, biatch. <laughs> yeah. So it's only been out, like, it just came out today. Um, and its reviews are already 91%, uh, 47 reviews. So, looks good. Looks like it plays smooth. Yeah. Well, how could it not? What, you need like one gigabyte of RAM to play that game? You don't even need a graphics card, you probably just use your processor. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, internal yeah. graphics. Yeah. Then, uh, June 8th, coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and X-Bone, we got Chivalry 2, The video game strip club coming out on stage. You got the big ass. He got the big old titties. Oh, fucking Chivalry 2, y'all! <laughs> wow, Chivalry 2, motherfucker. Let I get a little ACDC going for ya. How come I can't find this on Steam? Uh, Chivalry 2. It's not on Steam. It is a epic exclusive, or maybe time exclusive. Um, everyone loves Chivalry. It's your favorite first person. Is it third person? It's first person. Uh, medieval, beat him up, beat your friends up with a sword, kill your enemies with an axe, poke people in the bum with a spear. Um, chaos and free for all. Interesting. Uh, yeah, did you ever play the first one? No, I've never played a chivalry game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going to that voice. <laughs> really? All right. <laughs> It's pretty fun. They're, they're, they're chaos. They're like chaos simulators. I'm excited to see the trailer for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks good. <clears throat> so that's that's the big release of the week, it looks like. Then we got, uh, it looks like Edge of Eternity coming out of Early Access. Um, it is a, a wage epic turn-based battles as you follow Darion and Selene on their quest to find a cure to the all-consuming corrosion. In this grand tale of hope and sacrifice. Oh. It's like a tactics RPG. Decent graphics. Yeah, the art style looks really cool um, on that. Um, yeah, definitely uh, Japanese-inspired with the uh, character design and the level design uh, to an extent as well. A uh, very fantasy. Midgar Studio? How have I not ever heard of them? Ooh, Midgar. I don't That's know. definitely a throw... Clearly Go back to FF's, FF7. Maybe... Yeah, they're clearly a... Uh, yeah, it must be a branch off. Fans, or maybe they're... Yeah. Branch off were made like... Uh, um, what's it called? His homage? Homage? Yeah. Perhaps. <clears throat> so that's uh, June 8th as well. Then we got June 10th... Uh, one hand clapping uh it's coming to early access mm. uh which is this is a game where apparently you'll sing into your microphone and to solve musical puzzles and change the world around you as you explore the unique world of one hand clapping and it's just kind of pretty but very like a uh, easter style colors very bright vivid colors but it's a 2d game and singing your microphone when you got pipes like me Singing into a microphone. Mm. I would just win the game. I mean, I love it. Um, how do the the puzzles will solve themselves? Oh, you just made me cream a little bit in my pantaloons, man. 
I made the video game cream itself. <laughs> I'm interested to see how that works. It's a, uh, it's kind of a unique looking game. You, you have no interest in uh, oh, uh, singing in your microphone. No, I'm not the singing type. That's weird. <laughs> the developer is called Bad Dream Games, which sounds evil. So I wonder if that evil uh, uh, eel will enter the game somehow. Because it looks like it could be kind of yeah. nightmarish. But who knows? Yeah. When you hear like half the people's voices, you're like, this is a nightmare. That one's June 10th. Also June 10th, we got We Are Football. We Are Football basically looks like Football Manager, um, but they've added graphical graphics to like your football compound and like the pitch you practice on. It looks like you can upgrade the buildings on there, um, the stadium. And then, but otherwise, the gameplay itself looks fairly identical to Football Manager. Um, and Football Manager is just such a fucking good game. Um, so you're gonna have they're gonna have a lot to live up to if they're gonna try to make any sort of uh, actual competition for them. I, which I hope for, because like I love Football Manager, but. I do like the idea of actually having like buildings I can see and upgrade and improve. This doesn't um, look, this doesn't well. look good to me. Um, that's because you don't understand just how fun looking at numbers can be. Um, sometimes the game dude. is in a spreadsheet. Sometimes the game is in spreadsheets, and it's kind of in between the graphics in your mind. Sometimes the fun of the game is a user interface error, you know, <laughs> yeah. between the computer and the chair. You know, sometimes the only problem with the game is between the computer and the chair. And you know who that is. I'm talking about YLU. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. The publisher on that is THQ Nordic and the developer is Winning Street yeah. Games. So it seems like THQ Nordic is going to hold Winning Street Games hand. We'll see. I mean, it looks like it could add some stuff that's not in Football Manager, and I'm just, again, I'm all for it because I love those games. Uh, so the more they have that are good, the better. But again, like I said, there's just so much that you have to, you have to compete with with Football Manager because it's had like 20 years of uh, progression. It's an incredibly popular game. Yeah, it looks like they got the stats in that part down, but then it like it seems like the graphics. Is kind of like an afterthought almost. Like it, the graphics don't look good to me. It kind of looks really generic. Well, the gra graphics on Football Manager aren't great either. <clears throat> and that's because I think when you have the uh, games that are that much of number crunchers, um, it's already eaten up so many resources. You don't have tons of room. I suppose. Because um, like Football Manager, you're like, oh, there's like these are no graphics. You should be able to, you could do, you know, a lot with this, but. You can then, then again with football manager, you can load up almost every football team in the world onto one fucking database and fry your computer. So, mm. um, so I don't know how this will scale with that. But some of the interesting things that I don't see in football manager though are uh, uh, IPO uh, sales of shares to investors, fan shares, 
um, fan support and followers. So that's I love those type of things in games. I'm just a sucker for that type of stuff. So um, in a career mode. So who knows? It it, it could offer a, a unique take on that genre that's kind of much needed. Um, it's strange to me how you like sports games so much. Yeah, but I'm not really that into sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last sports game I played yeah. was like pretty on much the into- Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I mean, they're RPGs. I love RPGs. They're RPGs. <clears throat> and they go back to something, even though I don't watch a lot of sports, I watch football. Um, and then like the championships of sports. But I just love the idea of that classic, uh, the classic male fantasy of you know that i've had since i was a little boy where i was like a six foot seven black guy who could dunk and was just like could shoot threes and you know could like do everything it's like oh he's like the greatest player and everyone's like oh i love him and the lady's like oh i suck this big old black dude and i'm like oh it's cool y'all i'm just being myself (laughs) you know i'm like michael jordan basically wow so I I i just love that you know (laughs) <laughs> oh man, I think the last time I enjoyed a basketball game was on the Super Nintendo. Then the only thing I really played after that was uh, football uh, Madden games for like the Xbox 360. Um, and then I played a few hockey games. Um, hockey but... games suck, which is awful. Because What's I think you... it's just because it's not that popular, so they don't put that much money into those uh, into those games. Which, But that's what's frustrating, because a hockey game, they used to be awesome, and it shouldn't be that hard to like, make a really great one. I guess like the most the NHL uh, one plays pretty well, like it plays like good hockey. But the career modes and all the modes in that game are just so hollowed out because they don't have the funds for it. That um, they just are inadequate games. Well, the hockey players make like sixty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People at McDonald's a- make more than hockey players. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is dumb you know i was a hockey player back in the day you know but uh well it makes sense like if you're playing a sport that's much better than most jobs so maybe you shouldn't make that much money but it all comes down to you know the basic economics does your sport pull in money it's all like a, a it's all like a a, a share of revenue yeah a revenue split but anyways uh that's weird football um that's June 10th. June 11th, we have the Black Skyland. Black Skyland. It's it looks different than what it sounds. So it looks it's a top-down open world game, Skypunk, they dub it, where you go by foot or in this cool little like floating air balloon flying vessel, and you have like cannons on it. And yeah, it looks like it's yeah, top-down and you're open world and you're like gathering stuff. It looks like cargo and you're fighting guys and oh, shooting them. This looks insane. Yeah, it looks kind of fucking cool, and you can upgrade your equipment. I assume you can upgrade your skyship as well. Yeah, this actually looks uh, like a pretty cool game. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming to early access. Yeah, and it's coming to early access June 11th. Um, and yeah, the graphics are very beautifully done. Good sprite work. Interesting. Um, I love that kind of sky punk, steampunk uh, aesthetic. So yeah, it looks. Looks really cool. I like the uh, the Super Nintendo vibes that I'm getting from some of these games that are coming out recently. Yeah, it never really left. Indies really keep it alive. Yeah. 
I love because you know it's well within it's more realistic scope for many like smaller studios and developers. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you can still make games that are just good. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to and that then, actually. Um, finally, we got uh, June 12th, Guilty Gear Strive. This will be 59.99, and it's a Guilty Gear game. Uh, anime bullshit fighting game that people have loved for a long time and actually i will say this is one of the fighting games i've played um a while ago like you know five six seven years ago where i actually did really kind of enjoy it i obviously i was never good enough to actually get good or play online with other people but um i did like the smoothness of it and the characters are pretty interesting there's a lot of them yeah, it's, uh, I've never played a Guilty Gear game. I, I was never huge into anime, so um, it just probably mm -hmm. never struck me before. Yeah, we'll see. I could... Hopefully it's good. I mean, fighting fans definitely are like aching for like a really good new game to come out. Um, and they got their little fighting tournament, so we'll see. Maybe this becomes part of the rotation at the fighting tournaments. The only time I ever almost got into anime was I after in middle school and this was back in I don't know what like the late 90s early 2000s and I was in middle school I would come home and Dragon Ball Z would be on like and uh this this one episode like Goku and Vegeta had to fight their way to the top of a tower and I could I, oh, I could yeah. be not remembering this correctly but I think Goku got knocked out on like the second or third floor so Vegeta had to like finish the tower by himself as like that's my boy vegeta vegeta rules yeah so like i watched dragon ball z for a while because i like vegeta and that's like other than that attack on titan was pretty cool the, uh, never, the first time i watched, watched it yeah well your wife is an anime nerd right she's a weeaboo uh, a little bit she, i won't go as far as to call her a weeaboo her sister is more of a weeaboo than she is um but yeah she she enjoys um anime I think it's because like a lot of anime is story driven with, and mm. you know, you get into like the feelings and emotions and stuff. Yeah. And I think too, just the fact that like in Japan, it's almost just as popular with girls as men. They just have their different styles. Um, whereas like for a long time, like comics only catered to like guys. Cause it was just superhero fighting type stuff that girls were interested in. And so when you have that kind of established medium of just so many fucking mangas and stories and animes about girl bullshit, like there's a cute boy like me. Hi. There's five <laughs> cute boys in my school. Like that's the whole anime yeah. is girl in school with five cute boys. High school stuff. Um, yeah. And so there's tons and tons of that and, or just weird shit. So have you ever uh, played a persona game. Yeah, yeah, I played a Persona 4 Gold on the PS Vita in Japan. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, well, so it's kind of like that. I, I enjoyed Persona 5, I think yeah. it was. I enjoyed, oh, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I enjoyed it to an extent. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like what you're talking about with uh, the relationship, like the, the girl, like, oh, look at this hot guy in my high school class. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. When they have like whole animes about like sports and stuff, which is cool. So yeah, it's just really um, 
they took a unique take on it. So I, I, I always like thought it was when I found that out. Because like when I loved Dragon Ball Z as a kid, and I remember getting in high school and meeting like a chick, and she's like, "I love anime." And then I was like, "Oh wait, all the girls love anime." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, back in my high school, I I was kind of in a redneck town, so like we the anime people were different. Like they <laughs> they didn't have very good hygiene. And most of them were. They wore the shirts with giant dragons on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you could smell them coming yeah, from a mile away. Yeah, dude. And we had a... they had like neck beards at thirteen. <laughs> yeah, and they had their own little anime club, like in the high school. Yeah, yeah. but I, I always like I always got I was kind of into it in high school. Yeah, yeah, I got. I was kind of into it in high school still. Not much. I did like Naruto that first before it like came here. I'd like watch it with the subtitles but then i stopped i grew out of it i guess i can't i guess i can't handle it at all anymore pokemon would probably be the original thing uh that really kind of got me into the japanese yeah. culture type of you know because like just the yeah. art style and kind of the how the characters talk to each other and stuff it's very uh asian oriented it's anime it's anime yeah it's anime yeah yeah like straight up <laughs> yeah and uh what was the other like transformers too in a way Oh, with the robots. Yeah. <laughs> robots in disguise. Yeah. Look out, one hand clapping, dude. I'm going to crush you with my vocals. Oh, no. Uh, so, uh, that's been Nuclear Grenade Podcast. Another one in the bag. Our longest episode yet. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the shortest. Anyways, <laughs> thank y'all. Thanks to five people that listen. Uh, thumbs it up. Make a comment telling me how great I am. Um, and share it with your friends and subscribe to the Heavy Gaming channel. We'll see you all next week. Godspeed.